Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everybody, welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is Action Network's NHL betting analyst, Nick Martin. And Nick, we always start our show with our favorite underdogs. This is for Tuesday, November the 8th, and your favorite underdog on Tuesday is... The Vancouver Canucks, who I think if they entered this game having not blown eight multi-goal leads, would never be being priced as an underdog versus an Ottawa team, which really hasn't actually played very well over the last five games. The Senators played to just a 42% expected goals rate over the last five. It was a pretty ugly performance Saturday versus Philly. I think definitely a lot less impressive than Vancouver's, even though it was definitely a painful loss. The Canucks outplayed the Predators heavily. We've seen that storyline a lot from Vancouver. I think we'll see it again in this spot. At some point, it's going to start to lead to more wins. And I get that finishing out games, it's a bit of an art, that sort of thing. With that said, what they're doing is completely unsustainable. They're actually controlling play to an above average rate. We're seeing far more guys kind of move the needle up front, I think. And and although they have a horrible back end as well, I just think this is one where it should be closer to a pick and we're getting a great price with the Canucks. Yeah, I, I kind of like this the over in this game. The Like you said, the back ends have been terrible. Thatcher Denko hasn't really found his form. Senators Goldies haven't lit the world on fire either. So it, it would probably be Canucks and maybe an overlook for me. My favorite underdog, probably the team I bet the most on this season, the Montreal Canadiens. They're plus 140 on the road in Detroit. The Red Wings are minus 165. That number is way too high for a team that they're just not controlling play at five on five relative to what you'd expect because when you look at their record, the Red Wings have won two in a row. They beat the New York teams, one at home. They beat the Islanders and, and a Saturday, Saturday matinee. Then they beat the Rangers on the road. Both were pretty good performances from Detroit. But if you just look at their overall numbers, they just don't control play well enough to be at this price against a really good offensive team, or I should say dangerous offensive team in Montreal. The Habs have their warts. They don't prevent scoring chances all that well, but against a Wings team that doesn't create scoring chances at a heavy clip, I'll take my chances here. So Montreal plus 140 for me on the road. Yeah, I love that play. I think Detroit are completely overvalued right now after the 
three game winning streak to close last week out. And I think all three of those were just examples of how close the NHL is, but definitely taking all three of them was just pretty favorable. I think if anything, the best effort was versus the Rangers, but even still it's a thin Detroit offense right now with Bertuzzi and Verona out. And I just think being favored this heavily isn't warranted. So it's the Habs and the Canucks as our favorite dogs. Now let's look at the big board, the St. Louis blues. Woof. Minus 135 in Philadelphia. The Flyers are plus 115. Still playing hard. Still getting incredible goaltending from Carter Hart. Uh, the over-under here is six and a half. Flyers are plus 115. The Blues are on a back-to-back. Jordan Bennington will start on Monday night. So we'll see Thomas Grice against the Flyers on Tuesday night. Grice hasn't been that bad. <laughs> like his his goal saved above expected or above is above average. But, you know, you just never know with with him or any backup really going up against Hart. This is a pass for me. I thought I was going to get a better number on St. Louis, but just didn't get there. Perhaps we do if they get their doors blown off by the Bruins on Monday night, which would be their seventh straight loss after starting the season 3-0. and Our kind of hypothesis that this is going to be an underrated team going into the season looked really good for three games, and that looks terrible. It's also the type of game that, like, if they lose to the Bruins on Monday night and then they lose to this Flyers team, like it, there's no, there's no choice, but to, to make some changes. So I'm looking at these two games for the blues. Obviously they must win just given the stakes and, and they're, they're losing streak, but also like if, if they're trying to save some jobs and save the roster from being shaken up, they need to take two points here. It's, it's going to be a pass for me. Yeah. I think we're close to in the same place. I'm seeing it as, one where I could get interested with the blues, depending on where the prices get to and how they look tonight versus Boston. But yeah, it's, it's been so ugly on the back end. And I mean, arguably it's better if Grice is going to start that game with what we've seen from Bennington, but a big part of those struggles have been how bad the defensive play has been as well. So I think it'll definitely be telling how they look versus Boston tonight. The Arizona Coyotes are plus 165 on the road in Western New York against the Buffalo Sabres, who are minus 195. The over-under here is six and a half. The uh, Sabres are just kind of continuing to put points in their pocket. Everyone keeps talking about them and, you know, the Devils, the Wings. Is is this the new class of NHL teams? Is this a changing of the guard moment? Speaking of changing the guard, you know, one of these teams' seat would take would be the your Washington Capitals. And uh, that was not a good performance from Washington against these Coyotes a couple nights ago. <sighs> that game was one of the worst things I've ever watched. I was for so many reasons. I had bets on the coyotes to stay under one and a half goals, which I thought were very live at two Oh in the third and Arizona came back in one in regulation. And I was so mad. I couldn't even, it was one of those ones. I couldn't even react. Didn't yell at the TV. I just sat there in shock that the coyotes had just came back from two Oh down to win over my capitals in regulation. It was painful. I don't know if the caps are going to be this horrible moving forward, but <laughs> I can't watch it right now. Um, but yeah, Arizona with that said, it did seem like they played better than I expected. I thought the capitals had a reasonable level of urgency. They have very little in the way of offensive talent right now in the lineup, but it did look like it was a fairly organized and well-played game and Arizona scrapped their way to the three, two win, even after what was a pretty good performance from Kemper, I thought. So yeah, that one's, really painful for me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, probably a bit of a positive comment towards the form of the coyotes, I would say. Yeah. I kind of like Arizona at this number. I think it'll even tick up further. The market still seems to really like the savers. I mean, and, and why not? Right. Uh, they've, they've been playing well, they keep getting results. Uh, it's just, they're still a young team that 
and you need it, it's it's a cliche, but you do need to learn how to win and and avoid slipping up in these kind of spots. We've already seen uh, a, a couple of you know the Coyotes. I think can't remember who it was. Was it the Senators early in the year? But like another team that you know is in this kind of class where where Arizona was able to take a win from them, and uh, that that's what scares me here with Buffalo's because like it's a young decor. Rasmus Dahlin could be hurt, uh, and one or two mistakes in in a game where you're the minus 200 favorite could be fatal. So it'll probably be Arizona for me. We'll see where this number goes. However, now we'll stay in New York, but we'll travel South as the Islanders travel to MSG for an election night game against the Rangers, the Islanders plus plus one fifty five. They'll be on the second night of back to back. They're playing Calgary Monday night, the Rangers minus minus one eighty at home. Igor Shesterkin should start because Yarrow Halak played on Sunday. The over under here is six. It will likely be Varlamov against Shesterkin. It's a pretty big goaltending disparity. However, Varlamov is probably the, I don't know, top three in terms of backup goaltenders in the NHL. So it's not like, it's not, this is a, you know, Igor Shesterkin taking on Brian Elliott, right? Like this is, it's much closer than that. I do think that this number should climb a little bit on the Islanders too. And it, if it does, I think I'll be on the aisles too. Continue to play well against the Rangers. They seem to match up well against them. The Rangers should be without Ryan Lindgren, Julian Gauthier. I know he's not a big loss, but it does kind of just thin out their forward group even further. So, yeah, it's Islanders or nothing at this price. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this game looks. New York has clearly just not been playing anywhere near the level they were at early on or at, in last season, obviously. I thought the Detroit game was was really interesting that, that Detroit just took it to them by the end of that game. They deserved that. I saw... Uh, you know, I, I lost on it personally again. Just another Sunday loss on the Rangers. It seems to <laughs> be a trend this year for me. And it had nothing to do with Yarrow Halak getting the start. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, that was not the problem. So I think it'll be interesting to see if it's a, a close game tomorrow for sure. And from a betting perspective, I can definitely see your take because it, it does seem like it would be surprising to see New, New York or the Rangers, I should say, blow the doors off them and control play enough that that kind of price is is a good play. Yeah, the Islanders five on five numbers since that first you know ten days of the season they've they've steadily improved. Uh, they were around like forty three percent expected goals in their first six games, and they're hovering uh, on the season at large uh, around fifty one percent. Yeah, they're they're getting better five on five. They're they're scoring. Matt Barzell still hasn't scored uh, going into Monday night. Well, I'll continue to donate money to the sportsbook. On <laughs> we had a good donation Saturday on yeah. that. Oh, he had goodness. such a good chance at the first goal of the game too. Was the worst part, but. We'll yeah. see. I yeah, like him. I think He's like coming. just sticking on that point, like him, Oliver Wallstrom, and Noah Dobson are continually offered at, at decent numbers and all look threats to score for the Islanders consistently. So if you're looking for goal scorer, anytime goal scorer bets, those are the three guys I would target on the Islanders. Guy you probably should target on the Oilers is Connor McDavid and and his Oilers are plus 120 on the road in Tampa, minus 140. The over-under here is six and a half. Edmonton will be on the second leg of a back-to-back here. It's a pass for me. I think the the Bolts, they're just too, still too thin. They're playing better. They're getting results. But it's just the back end is scary. You, you're going to see Connor McDavid going up against Cal Foot or Ian Cole or N- Nicholas Perbix or Nathan, I think his name's Nicholas or Nathan Perbix, someone like that. That's not for me. So it's probably a pass here for me. Uh but I would lean towards the the home team with the Oilers situation, the goaltending situation, and the back-to-back. I think you set me up perfectly for the play that I do like on this game, which is the over at six and a half. Edmonton has not defended well at all this season. You can pin it on Campbell, which has been a huge part of it. But 
altogether their goaltending tandem with Skinner's results put in in play as well has actually overperformed. They've allowed less goals than expected because the Oilers have allowed the fifth worst expected goals against in the league this year. And I think a lot of the consistent defensive struggles we've seen to this point with this roster are just going to keep continue. And then the most important note here is that Skinner is going to play Monday versus Washington. So we'll likely see Campbell get the second leg versus Tampa Bay. And it's just one where it's very easy for me to see both teams getting to three in this contest and getting our total over six and a half. So yeah, I think there's a strong edge with the over in this game. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top notch thanks to German engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Uh, a Rick bonus derby. Dallas Stars on the road, minus 120, taking on the Jets. Even money at home. The over-under here is six. Jake Oniger will not be back in time for this game, so it will likely be Scott Wedgwood taking on Winnipeg, which, you know, not ideal. But the way the Dallas Stars are controlling play kind of mutes that disadvantage going up against Connor Hellebuck, who's who's been superb for Winnipeg. Uh, on the other hand, the Jets seems like a similar story where – they're just not tilting the ice enough. Their defensive play has been a mess. So, yeah, they can outscore their problems. They got a deep top six. They've got a great goalie. Uh, but against a team like Dallas, who should have the puck for large quantities of this game uh, and have a, a deep top six themselves, I think Dallas is worth the minus 120 here. Yeah, I agree. I think Winnipeg are definitely not a 7-3-1 and team right now. They're probably pretty overvalued with, their underlying numbers. They've beaten some weak teams as well. And I think this is just a good spot. The stars are playing really good right now. And I expect them to take this one. Yeah. That's one versus two in the central <laughs> who saw that one coming, staying in the central for the predators. They're a pick them on the road against a Pacific team, the Seattle Kraken, the surprising Seattle Kraken, this game one minus one ten on both sides. The over under six Nationals won a couple in a row. Now still don't buy them. Still think that, you know, this team is, flawed i think maybe a little that was maybe a little bit of like a dead cat bounce they needed to win those two games they were struggling mightily i think they had one win since they came back from europe and it was against the blues who were playing on a back-to-back so they needed to put a couple of results in their pocket they did it it wasn't against like soft opposition either but i just i'm just not overly impressed with this team and the opposite is true of seattle like they continue to play well martin jones man what has gotten into him i like seattle here as a, yeah, Seattle have been really sharp. I think this one, I'm a little worried about where the Predators have been, but it's definitely Seattle or pass for me. And to give them a shout out on the futures market too, I looked at the cup odds today. 
they are below some teams that they're 100% better than this season. The Jets among them, we just talked about Winnipeg, teams like that. I think the Kraken's upside is so far beyond a team like the Jets right now with how many guys are really pulling on the rope and making a difference. So I think that's definitely something to watch moving forward. If they're going to continue to prove, and typically books don't update this uh, cup odds down the board too much. If the Kraken keep dominating the way they are, I think they're definitely getting really interesting at around 45 to one to win the cup. Uh, yeah, Dave Haxel is out there at 40 to one to win the Jack Adams too still. So if you can find that number, uh, I'd hop on that. It's really between him and Lindy Ruff, who were two coaches that everyone wanted fired in the first week of the season. For sure. And I should say like, I Jack Adams is probably the better play. I think me and you've just touched on it a lot with yeah. the Kraken and them. So I thought I'd put that secondary number out there. And even then you're probably hoping that they get to the second, third round, and then you can start to get some money out of it. But I, what they're showing is legitimate. The underlying yeah. numbers are really good. looks great to the eye. We talked about it. They got four lines that roll and yeah, I love the Kraken right now. I'm a homer. So this might sound a little biased, but they remind me a little bit of the Islanders because they have, they're deep enough that it makes up for, you know, that lack of game breaking talent, right? Like they, they don't have a weak link anywhere. They're getting deeper down the middle. Maddie Beniers is becoming like a legitimate number one center before our very eyes. So uh, there's, there's something to be said about just depth over talent. And that's what Seattle look like right now. The goaltending of course will need to hold up, which remains to be seen. We've seen this jig out of Martin Jones before. Uh, yeah, sure. before, before we get to uh, our favorite bets for the night, we'll close with Minnesota and Los Angeles. Another game that is close to a pick This one's wild, minus 105 on the road. The Kings minus 115 at home. The over-under, six and a half. Nothing for me. Yeah, nothing for me here. I thought Los Angeles got a bit of a lucky result Saturday. We saw, we're going to touch on the stupidest rule in hockey, the two-way swing on the goal challenge the kings got a huge break with that i thought that was a pretty bad call but yeah for me these are just two close sides right now and they yeah just a pass here all right uh with that we'll move on to top shelf bets our favorite bets for tuesday november the 8th top shelf where mama hides the cookies i'll go first the vegas golden knights for me they're plus 110 on the road in toronto who are minus 130 the over under six and a half Vegas, often running, best team in the NHL by their record. You look at their expected goals numbers, they're hanging around 60%. Their high danger chance numbers hanging around 60%. So this is not a fluke. The, the Knights are driving play at, at a really strong rate. They're getting good goaltending from Logan Thompson. They're getting above average goaltending from Aiden Hill. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to have to play Eric Chagrin on Tuesday night. It'll be their third game of four nights. I know Chalgren was was impressive against Carolina, but we we know what he is, right? He's a, a number three goaltender in the NHL at this point in his career. Uh, he was he had a, a flash last season, then he started to struggle. I expect the same. So I think the goaltending disparity here is enough where you're getting plus money on Vegas. It's it's worth acting on. So I'll take the Knights against the Leafs, who looked better over the past three games. They were a little lucky, I think, in Carolina, but the the two wins preceding that against Boston and Philadelphia were well-earned, so I'll give them some credit there. I don't even think they got lucky last night to defend them a bit, but to work in your point, like I looked at the expected goals from that game and I was shocked because I watched after two and I was like, I guess Carolina had the puck more, but I didn't think they had any actual chances to score. Yeah. The but first period, I think it was point. the first period, was, was so tilted for right. Carolina and the least weathered the storm, which is... Uh, yeah. Thing, and like to work towards your point, you could say like the chances that they 
control play and prevent that, that many high danger scoring chances against Vegas are unlikely. And when they are unable to do that again, Calgren or Shogun's going to falter. So yeah, I think definitely Vegas are a reasonable play with, uh, you know, Toronto are going to have to defend so well to win that game. And then to go towards my best bets, I am going back with the New Jersey Devils. As of <laughs> now, they're around minus 125. I would play them down to minus 140 by game time, which is probably closer to what it will be. We saw New Jersey play Calgary Saturday night, and they won 4-3 in overtime in what I actually thought was a very deserved effort yet again. If you were to track back and look at the breakaways, odd man rushes in that game, New Jersey had a lot more. They had a better expected goals right in the game, which again, wasn't surprising when we look at the actual chances. I just think this team is playing way too good right now for that price to be this close. The Flames too, they're showing some signs that, you know, maybe they aren't going to be as entirely dominant as we expected. And then the other most important part of that is part of the reason they aren't dominating is they don't have Tanev, Michael Stone, or Shillington on the back end. We'll see which guys are going to end up playing tomorrow night. They probably could have two of them back, but if all three of them are out the price, I'd go down to minus 145, right around that even. All right, uh, that wraps up another episode of Line Change. The underdogs are the Habs, the Canucks. Our favorite bets are the Golden Knights and Devils. Predict Martin. I'm Michael Leboff, wishing you best of luck with all your NHL bets, and we'll see you again on Thursday morning.